Welcome back into episode 13 now of the Red Letter Day podcast. Once again, as always, I'm excited to hop on this microphone and talk to you guys out there today. Always a good time, no matter what time of the day it is, what time of the week it is. I just love hopping on this microphone and getting back out there and telling the world what I think about some things, and it's great to be here. People don't understand it, people may never understand it, but it's so much fun to be on the microphone. It's such a good time, and I appreciate everybody tuning in here today and listening to episode 13. First thing I gotta say before we get rolling with episode 13 is I have to thank everybody for the support and the response to episode 12 featuring former NHLer Sean Avery. I had such a good time doing this podcast episode. Sean had a good time too, messaged me after and said that he had a good time coming on. So I appreciate him coming on this podcast. It was a ton of fun. We had a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed the listen too. That's the most important thing. Very enjoyable listen, I hope, for everybody. We got to talk about a lot of different things from Sean's NHL career to him now transitioning into Hollywood as an actor. Bunch of different topics. Um, Also, his move from New York City to California, what he thinks about the current state of our government. He was always a guy throughout his NHL career that people either loved him or hated him. And it's the same thing off the ice. People either love this guy or hate this guy. I don't know if you guys saw, but I put up a few TikToks about Sean Avery. And there's people fighting in the comment sections about this man. So controversial figure, to say the least, in some aspects of life. But I got to say, he's one of my favorite athletes. He has been, and now this just solidifies that him coming on the Red Letter Day podcast. And after doing that with the podcast, I even consider him a bit of a friend. You know, Sean and I were in contact before the podcast, have been a little bit after, and I hope we keep in touch. He seems like a really good guy. He, he is a good guy. You know, it was awesome to have him on. Seems like an awesome guy to hang out with. And, you know, maybe one day if I make my way out to Cali and, you know, as he said on episode 12, if he ever needs that guest host spot on the No Gruffs Given podcast, I can be the first one that he calls. So we'll see. You never know with things like that. You got to keep it in your head. If you keep those things in your head, you never know what, what might happen. So I got to thank Sean one more time for coming on episode 12 of this podcast. If you haven't checked it out, go to the link tree in my Instagram bio, go on Facebook, TikTok, see some clips. This podcast episode, as always, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you do listen to your podcast. But that episode with Sean Avery is on YouTube, like like the rest of the podcast that I have out there right now. However, the one with Avery is the only one so far that we have a video component with as we did this on Zoom together. So go check that out. Definitely adds a little bit more of the podcast to YouTube so you can be able to see what's going on. I enjoyed it. I definitely want to do more of the video component to the podcast. So we'll see in the future. Questions that people had for me, though, about getting Sean Avery on the podcast. Biggest one was, Nick, how did you get him on? How did you have a guy like Sean Avery on a starter up podcast like yours that is still taking off a little bit? It's been a year since the Red Letter Day podcast started. I started this back in March of last whatever. Uh, I don't even know what year it is anymore with this COVID pandemic. I don't even know what day of the week it is, to be totally honest with you. But started this a year ago. Uh, started last March, March of 2021 during the COVID pandemic. I wanted to learn a new skill during the pandemic pandemic and develop a new skill. And for a while, I didn't know what that was because I was sitting there. I wasn't quite bored. I was still busy with school. I was still refing during the pandemic. I was still working during the pandemic. So there are people that didn't have jobs, people that lost jobs, people that didn't go to school at that time. People might've been going to school and home on Zoom. There were a lot of people that weren't busy though, which was the problem with the pandemic. And I still wanted to develop that new skill. Even now at school, if I'm not busy and doing something, it's a major problem for me. I need to keep myself occupied, keep myself motivated because the second that I'm not occupied, I mean, I could sleep all day. I could lay down on my couch and I could be passed out for five, six hours during the day 
I'm just sitting around doing nothing, relaxing. And that's a problem for me. I don't like sitting around doing nothing. Don't get me wrong. You can have your chill days, your relaxing days. I'm all for that. I love a nice little relaxing rainy day every once in a while. But mostly I want to keep moving. And the people in my life want to keep moving too. So that's really helpful. You got to keep an eye on that. Surround yourself with people who have the same goals as you. But started this podcast March of 2021 just to develop a new skill And I decided for this podcast to be that new skill. And I've had a ton of fun with it thus far. It's been a year. I've had so much support from my local friends. Some people across the country are even listening. I have some listeners out of the country that listen as well, according to the statistics that I see on the Anchor platform, which is awesome. It's cool to say. But overall, it's still a new podcast. It's not breaking the world quite yet. Maybe one day it will. But as I always tell people, podcasting in and of itself, it's a long game. You can't start a podcast and you're not going to have a million views your first episode. You're not going to have 20,000 Instagram followers in the first two months. And for me, it's not even about that. It really isn't. I just have such a good time coming on here, doing my own thing. That's all it's about. I said this on the first episode and I'll say it again. If the only listeners to my podcast were my mom, dad, and my brother, I'd be totally satisfied. That's three people. That would have listened, I would have been happy. Let me tell you, I would have been so happy. Maybe they wouldn't even listen. Maybe the only listener would be me, and I'd still be satisfied because I have so much fun, such a good time coming on the microphone and doing this that I don't really care about the opinions of certain people who may not like what I'm doing. Doesn't matter to me in the slightest, but I do hope everybody enjoys listening to the podcast. It would be a shame if you listened to this and didn't enjoy it. You'd be stressing yourself out for no reason there. The only thing that matters to me is enjoying something and developing that new skill and putting my time towards something that is benefiting me and hopefully others as well. That's also a big thing. Back to getting to how we were able to get Sean to come on this podcast here. Basically, it's a whole little story that I'll tell you guys because I think it's a funny story and I think it gives context to how he came on the podcast and I think you guys will all get a little kick out of it as well. First of all, before I get into the full story, I have to say a quick thing. And the biggest thing that I can tell people is just reach out to people. Send that email, send that message, send that Instagram DM. The worst you're going to get is a no. And I actually learned that from Gary V on Instagram. He was hyping that concept up. Send out 10,000 messages. The more messages you send out, the more likely that somebody's going to respond to you. That's what I try and do. Just reach out to people. If you don't get a response, that's not the worst thing. And then if somebody says no, that's not even the worst thing. Sean, for me, luckily when I reached out, he said yes. And that's where we are today. So back, I'd say about two years ago, I think it was either the very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, maybe a little before, but I almost screwed on the dates, as I said. I don't even know what day of the week it is today. I couldn't tell you exactly when I booked this with Sean, but it was about two years ago. But I booked a cameo with Sean Avery online. And for those of you that don't know, Cameo is a service online where celebrities, athletes, musicians, uh, comedians of the like as well, any celebrity really goes on Cameo. More for the famous people are going to have Cameos for you to purchase. But people have their profiles on Cameo. And a person like me, or you know, a regular (laughs) ordinary person out there will go on Cameo and order from any celebrity that you could think of that's on there. They charge you whatever price it may be. I believe Sean's at the time was like $60 pretty modest price, nothing crazy. But to put it in perspective, you have some celebrities on Cameo that charge five, $600. And I believe a guy even like Ric Flair at some point might have been closer to like $1,000. Don't quote me on that. But there were definitely some people on Cameo that were charging upwards of a grand for 
a little message to be sent out. So he gets certain athletes charge more than Sean, which, like I said, wasn't crazy, his price. Overall, looking at his cameos, I think he's the best person on Cameo, hands down. The way it works is you go on Cameo and you book with whoever you want to book with. You write a little blurb about that person, probably about two to 300 words. You put who's it from, who's it for, and that celebrity will do a little video on them making reference to whatever you put in that little box, that little blurb about the person. And I got to tell you, Sean knows what he is doing with these cameos. If you go on his cameo reviews, it's amazing. People love them. He really puts in the work on these. And like I said, he only charges that pretty small price as compared to if you go to these upper echelon celebrities, they're charging five, $600. And their cameos are usually not very good. It's pretty much to the extent of, hey, happy birthday to so-and-so. And that's it, maybe 30, 40 seconds. While Sean puts two to three minutes into each cameo that he does, so my brother and I, we chipped in, <laughs> big chip in, you know, for us. So we split it so easy, quick little payment for us. It was nice and easy. You go home with your brother and you split it. You're all good. We got that from my dad for his birthday a few years ago. And it's still one of the funniest videos that I have. I still listen to it. And it's not even for me. And I still listen to this video to crack myself up. And I know he still listens to it. And I'm sure my brother does as well. So it's a great birthday gift. We can resend it to him every year. It's the everlasting birthday gift for my father. That was where I first had an encounter with Sean. Wasn't much of one because all you need to do is book the cameo. And besides that, you have no interaction until you get the video back. So he just made mention of our names, sent us back the video. And that was pretty much it. Fast forward about, I'd say, maybe about a few months later, maybe a year later. And I still listened to Sean's podcast as I do today, the No Gruffs Given podcast, which was originally called the No Fucks Given podcast. But he had to change the name around because we know the whole algorithm with Apple Podcasts and Spotify where if you have profanity in the title of things, you're not getting anywhere. It's not getting clicks. It's not getting views. So we changed it to No Gruffs Given Podcast. It's a great podcast. I love it. Listen to it every Wednesday when it comes out. But on one of his episodes, it was right before he was making that cross-country move from New York City to California. So he was moving out of his apartment or wherever he was living at the time. And a few years back, Sean published a memoir. It's called Offsides. I believe it's called Offsides in Canada, actually, and in the United States, it's called Ice Capades, or vice versa, whichever. There's two different names for the book. It's the same book, depending on what country you live in. But anyway, Sean must have had a few copies of the book sitting around, either at home, maybe an office or a storage unit. I don't really know where the books were, besides the point of where the books were. When he was moving, I believe he didn't want to, well, I'm guessing or assuming that he didn't want to take all these books cross-country because... Even a guy like Sean, I'm sure he's not that infatuated in love with himself that he needs to have 40 books of himself that he knows what it says, that he's probably already already re read the book. You know, I'm assuming he's read his own book. I don't think he needs all these sitting around his house. He's not going to be doing anything with these. So like any other person who's like, I'm going to get rid of these, make a little profit and be on my way. Same thing I would have done. So I reached out to Sean. Asked him what the price of the book was. I think he already said what the price of the book was, but whatever. It was the same thing, around 60 bucks. I reached out to him, mentioned that I heard it on the podcast, gave him all the info, venomed him with the information, and boom, you get the book. You go on from there, and he would sign it, obviously, not just the book itself. Signed book by Sean. Pretty cool gift. We got that for my dad for his birthday. I'm sorry, that was a, that was a Christmas gift for my dad the following year in December. Obviously, <laughs> Christmas is then December, in case you needed a refresher on the dates, but December of that next year. So we got that for him. I ordered that probably either late October or early November. I don't remember the exact date. And I saw that people on through Instagram were already getting the book. Sean is reposting. I believe he was putting on his story or other people were putting the book on their story. Whichever. I was just seeing that other people were receiving the book already. For us, it 
Two or three weeks went by, and in my head I was like, you know, maybe he's in Cali at this point. It's going to take a minute for the book to get here, the post office. Now it gets a little bit closer to Christmas, and we still don't have this book to give to my dad. So I reached out again to Sean on Instagram through his DMs. Sean, I believe, has over 200,000 followers on Instagram. So around that time, DMing Sean, the amount of the chance that he's going to see your DM are very slim on certain days. So Christmas came and went. I didn't hear back from him. I was like, oh boy, you know, this might be, this might be $60 in a Christmas gift that we never get back. Problem for me and my brother. Big money. But I would go through Christmas. Christmas comes and goes. I reach out to Sean after the holidays, right about two, three weeks later on Instagram, being like, hey, I never got the book. Um, did anything happen? Just wanted to check in. So he DMs me back and gave me his email and said, hey, just shoot me an email. We can figure this out. Pretty much what happened was he sent out the book and it must have gotten lost in the mail somehow. That's what I think. That's what I believe he thinks too. Made some little jokes about the post office, stressing out around the holidays. Sean's a big, you know, against, not against the government, but he has his problems with it as a Canadian who's, I think he's, I don't know if he's an American citizen quite yet, but as a person living in America, he's got problems with the government as a lot of people do. Made fun of the post office a little bit. Book comes in and luckily, you know, did send us another book, and we eventually got it. But at this point, it's it's at least February. So I'm like, I'm not going to give my dad this late Christmas gift now. I know we got him like a, I think we got him a replacement gift that year. I don't remember exactly. He'd have to correct me if I'm wrong on that. But we're going to go with we got him a replacement gift. We're good sons. I'd say we got him one. So we decided to hold on to it. His birthday's in June. So we got this book. It's February or March. And, you know, we decided to hold on to it and give it to him for his birthday in June. And we did just that. You know, he loved it. Another something from Sean, another another item from Sean. So we appreciated that as well. And those are my two interactions with Sean to begin with. A few weeks ago, a few months ago, I reached out to Sean. Since I still had his email information, I now started up the Red Letter Day podcast. I had the Instagram already developed. The Facebook was in process. TikTok was up and running. I started uploading stuff on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? Now's a good time to reach out and try something new get out of my comfort zone a little bit. I wanted to develop a video element on the podcast and I didn't want to do a solo episode for the video, even though those will be cool in the future and you can get some nice clips out of it. People can see me if they, if they wanted to see me, they could go on YouTube and watch me, but people love my friends. I could have had my friends come on for the first video one, but I wanted somebody that everybody who listens, whether it be across the country, out of the country, as I said, people are listening out of the country as according to the anchor, so that's awesome. But I wanted a recognizable face. I wanted everyone to know somebody. So I reached out to Sean Avery. I said, hey, want to come on the podcast? You're more than welcome. I wrote him this little email about what the podcast is about, what I've done so far, what my goals are with the podcast. And in the past, he's put some Easter eggs on his podcast mentioning how and why he would come on other people's because a ton of people had been reaching out to him to come on their podcast as well. And luckily for me, he agreed to come on this one, and I am deeply appreciative of that, because I had a fantastic time with Sean. I love the way the interview played out. I absolutely loved it. For me, I felt like I did a pretty good job with it. You could tell me what you felt about the interview. I really always do appreciate the feedback from the listeners as well. My big thing when interviewing people, when I talk to them, is I want to hear from them. It's not really my place to talk over them and interject my opinions as much in certain situations. You have somebody on your podcast or your episode, let them talk. It's their time to an extent. Sean doesn't need to come on my podcast and have his time per se. 
He's a big name already. People know him. He's doing his own thing. But that's the thing I noticed with other podcast guests and even other podcasts that Sean went on himself is that guys are just cutting him off left and right. They almost get a little too excited or just feel the need to interject their opinions so they still sound important. Even other interviews where you feel like the interviewer themselves feels the need to interject just so people know that they're there. I don't really like doing that. I don't think that's good interviewing skills or interviewing technique. I don't think it's a good skill set to develop. Quite frankly, I think it's annoying when I tune in the podcast and hear the interviewer trying to interject a little bit more than they should. When you see that somebody's talking to the interviewer and the interviewer just keeps going, yeah, no, definitely, of course, trying to relate it back to themselves. Like for me, Sean's talking about his time in the NHL and me being like, oh, you know what? I dealt with that when I was a peewee in Tom's River. Like, come on. So if you guys haven't already, go check out episode 12 of the No Gruff. <laughs> What was it? The No Gruff. You can go check out the No Gruffs Given podcast as well. It's an awesome podcast, as I said. But go check out episode 12 of the Red Letter Day podcast. Check it out on YouTube. You know, I love watching the video of it. This was an awesome one to do my first video component for. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you'd like. Stay tuned on the Instagram, all that good stuff, as I always end my episodes with. I'm sure that you'll be seeing Sean again on the Red Letter Day podcast page soon enough. And the overarching thing coming from Sean's appearance, is don't be afraid to reach out. As I said earlier, don't be afraid to send those messages, those DMs, those emails, even those tweets. Now that Elon Musk is owning Twitter, those tweets are coming back, so don't be afraid to send out those tweets. But reach out to people. People often say that the worst answer you can get is no. In my opinion, there is no worst answer that you can get. You can get a yes, you can get a no, or you can get a no response. If you get a no response, reach out to other people. In fact, reach out again, respectfully, but reach out again. If you get a no, move on. Try somebody else. Try again at a later point in time. And if you get that yes, good for you. You finally got that yes. But all three of those realistic options have other outcomes, have other things that you can encounter, have other things that you can do, and other things that you can use to your own benefit. So I'm not taking no as a loss. Don't take a no answer as a loss. And don't take yes as an accomplishment quite yet. Just because you get that yes, you can't blow the opportunity. You have to do well with that opportunity. And as I said, if you get a no, you get a no answer, don't take that as a loss immediately. Use that as motivation to continue to work hard, to continue to push the envelope, and to continue to reach out and hopefully get a yes at some point. You get a no answer, hey, listen, people are busy. They're not going to see every message that you send that they get in their DMs. But if you send out hundreds and another hundreds and another hundred of messages, somebody's going to say yes. And they might not fit into your time frame or your timeline at that moment, But the big thing is just reaching out and giving yourself that opportunity. Giving yourself opportunity is the message that I want to also give everybody today. People often look for opportunity and people oftentimes seek opportunity when in reality, you have to make your own opportunity. And for some people, that's a hard thing to grasp, a hard concept to understand. People are sitting there saying that I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't know how to make my own opportunity. You don't really have to think about it. It's something that I don't think about often. It's something that just naturally comes. You got to put yourself in those situations for it to naturally come. You can't sit down. You can't, (laughs) you can't sit down. You cannot. You have to stand 24 hours a day, seven days a week in order to accomplish your goals. But no, you can, you can sit down all day, some days, whatever you need, whatever you need. But you got to sit down. You got to reach out. You got to do things. You got to work hard. You got to make opportunities for yourself. But how can you do that? It's little things. It's really the little things. It's getting yourself up in the morning, making your bed in the morning. It's going to work, going to school, meeting people, meeting new people. I hate to term networking, which we're going to get into at some point in a later episode because I want to take a deeper dive into that, but network with people, things like that. 
Just give yourself the opportunity that other people aren't giving themselves, and you're already one step ahead of the game. You're one step ahead of the competition. I'll say it one more time. Send that message. Send that DM, that email. Just create that opportunity for yourself. That's what you need to do. And speaking of creating opportunity for yourself, I want to create more of an opportunity here on this podcast. I want to do this podcast more often. So this summer, I'm really looking forward to hopefully having more releases on Fridays. I've been good these last two, three weeks. We've been having some Friday releases. And I just want to have more consistency with posting. And it keeps me going as well. And I hope it keeps you guys going too. It gives me something to look forward to at the end of my week. Something for you guys to look forward to at the end of the week. So I'm hoping to get more of these Friday postings. For those of you that watch Bro Science with Dom Mazzetti, where at the end of his videos, you know, every post credit thing is where he goes, new videos every, and he trails off because he used to post new videos every week and now he doesn't. Now it's like every month, every two months. So I hope it doesn't turn into that. New videos every week. We still buying this? So weekly podcast is eventually the goal. For now, weekly post will be the goal. And I'm hoping that podcast are. I'm going to stick to it as much as I can now that summer's coming. So I'm really looking forward to getting episodes out more often. We're going to be looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to posting this episode and more episodes in the future. But now we're here. We're in the present and it's episode 13. So I got a lot going on with me recently. You know, last week was Easter. Had a nice little Easter weekend going on. Oh, big, big news. I can't, I cannot not, I cannot not, I can't not, I I must, (laughs) I must talk about this. I cannot not, I'll look, I'll look how that's supposed to be worded, but I must tell you guys something. And it's big news. All right. So the Friday before Easter, for those of you that know me, this may come as quite a shock. It may even come as a little bit of a disappointment to some of you. I'm not sure. Others might be rejoicing at this. Went to my first ever country music concert on the Friday night before Easter. Now, went to go see Kip Moore at the Starla- Starlight, Starland, w- whichever one. Um, it's in Sayreville, New Jersey. You know, about 10 minutes from me here at Rockers. Went to my first ever country concert. Now, I'm going to walk you through the experience of how I experienced it through my eyes for somebody that's never been to a country concert before. For those of you that may not know me personally, country music or anything like that, that scenario is something that I do not like, did not like, still don't like it fully. It's not my style. It's a great style for those that it works for, but it's not my style. I'm much more of a classic rock in the city, doing that kind of vibe, you know, enjoying sporting events, all that good stuff. Going to a country concert was something that was not in the cards for me for a very long time, and it still probably isn't for most artists, I'm going to be honest with you. However, Kip Moore, absolutely love the guy. I would see him again in the heartbeat. You told me he was playing tomorrow, I'd go, I'd buy tickets. So I got up that morning, Friday, went to school. Did my thing, came back and studied. It was 10 minutes for me, the place. So I think it started at 8. I left here around 7.30. Got there in plenty of time. Got in. Did all that good stuff. But before I left, went to my closet. Got out the nicest flannel that I could find. I threw that thing on. I put on my cross. I put on my chain. I put on my blue jeans. I put on my Timberland boots that I have now. And I was ready to go. I fit right in. I didn't want to be a sore thumb in the audience. So I fit in the best I could. I think I did a pretty good job with it. I fit the vibe. So step one, the vibe was complete. I met the vibe. Step two was now I get there. And it's a small place. 
I liked it. Good vibe. I would see another artist there again, depending on who it was. I, a big artist there would be awesome because it's such a small theater but or a small bar or whatever it's called. But it's kind of out of the cards for a place like that. But it'd be awesome to see Otega, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel in an environment like that. It would be sweet to see. But my expectations of going to a country concert, right? Country music in general, not so much the country concert. It's pretty much like a Stone Cold Steve Austin vibe where he's coming in and people are like, oh, you went to a country concert? And Stone Cold, he's like, yeah, I drank one beer, two beers, three beers. I drank a beer. I drank another beer. Three beers. Four beers. Oh, no. Five beers. Oh, no. Six beers. Seven beers. Eight beers. Nine beers. And a bloody May. And we go through that whole thing. Now, you go through a country music set list and you see these certain country music song titles. And for me, so for example, Kip Moore sings a song, Something About a Truck, Beer Money. Good songs. Really enjoy the songs. But you see those song titles and for me, that's just, ugh, you know, this is typical country music talking about trucks and beer. And I see those long titles and I honestly roll my eyes. I do. I truly roll my eyes at stuff like that. Because it's almost like when now The Rock was mocking Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the WWF. And it's a thing where he goes, I'm going to sit in the back of my pickup truck, drink some Steve Weisers, listen to some Backstreet Boys, whatever Budweiser is, whatever the term is. I don't know. Because I genuinely do not know what this is like. I got to get in my pickup truck, drink some Steve Weisers, listen to some Backstreet Boys. So I'm there. I'm in my best flannel. I'm in my boots. I'm there. I went in looking to enjoy it. I went in with an open mind. The most open mind that I've ever had. Because like I said, I was not a country music fan and I'm still not a country music fan. Let's get that clear. But I listened to some of Kip Moore's music beforehand because I don't like going into a concert blind. You know, I like to know a little bit of what the guy's going to play, guy or girl is going to play. And I knew at least in my opinion, he was more of like a country rock guy, which I have always said. And there are going to be people who are going to listen to this podcast and say, Nick, You lied on the podcast. I know there's going to be people that say that. Now, let me confirm that they misheard me or misrepresented what I said. Because I can't stand when people tell me this. Okay, What I have always said is that I will go to a country concert for certain artists that are more country rock. For example, Keith Urban. A guy like that, I would go see in concert. After that... I have no idea. A guy like Chris Stapleton, no. Miranda Lambert, no. Blake Shelton, no. A Luke Bryan type, probably not. Whatever. But I always said if it was more country rock, I would go. And that is what I stick to. I stick to not buying tickets to go see these people. But if somebody had an extra ticket, sure, I'd go for a fun night out. You told me you have an extra ticket. I'm never going to deny an extra ticket for a fun night out. But I would not purchase tickets to go see any of those people. So Kip Moore for me falls into that Keith Urban range where I would now go buy a ticket to see Kip Moore because I enjoyed his concert and I enjoyed his music. I thought he was awesome. Guitar Man, great song. The Bull, another great song. I don't know all of the songs that he sang because I didn't get a chance to go through the entire set list beforehand. But for going to a concert and not knowing what the set list was going to be, I enjoyed most of the music. I had a pretty damn good time with, went out with my girlfriend, her brother and his girlfriend as well. We all had a great time. It was fun. I would definitely go again. I would see him again. That's my experience from a non-country music person at a country concert. A country concert through my eyes. And this is coming from somebody who loves to go see Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, all the way to Nickelback. You know, we go all over the place. 
Nickelback might be controversial here. I'll let you guys hammer me on the Nickelback thing. But you, you see what I'm saying. You guys can rag on me all you want for that later. That's the thing. I've never been to a country concert, so it's a different, different experience. So seeing it through my eyes, I wanted you guys to see it through my eyes and get that experience. And I, I explained it the best I could right there. That's exactly how I saw it. What I saw, I explained. Overall, great time. If I had to go see Kit Moore again, if I had to go to that place again, I'd do it. If they had a big name, like I said, that'd be awesome. I hope they do. I'd Now I'd love to go to that ballroom and see a lot of performances. So now we'll see. We'll see when the next country concert that I go to. Maybe the Red Letter Day podcast will be at a Red Letter... <laughs> I was about to say a Red Letter Day country concert. You know, that's the one thing I've noticed during this podcast is you want to have a brand. You know, you do want to develop a brand. The Red Letter Day, I can't sit here and say it's a brand, but that's a goal. At some point, I hope that's the goal. Have a nice little brand for myself. But everything for me now in the general public is Red Letter, whatever. Whenever I refer to things, I try and fit it in. So how can I incorporate this into Red Letter Day? For example, the debates we do. You know, now it's a Red Letter debate. That fits. That's nice. But now it's like, red letter, red letter what? Like, what can I fit this into? I got to scale that back a little bit. But hey, we try. We try here on the Red Letter Day podcast with the Red Letter Day microphone, the Red Letter Day laptop, the Red Letter Day computer stand, the Red Letter Day cell phone, this Red Letter Day outfit. We're all in the Red Letter Day universe. Good stuff. Good stuff. But that's the goal here. Set that brand. And speaking of the brand, a little bit with the Red Letter Day podcast, before I end this episode... I want to let you guys in on a little secret now for next week and episode 14. Obviously, I'm already setting up for a weekly podcast. I'm already saying next week. So now I got to hold myself to it and I'm going to hold myself to it. I'm going to do my best, but I plan to hold myself to this. I want to start a segment here on the Red Letter Day podcast. And I want it to be a fun segment. I want it to be an upbeat segment because we talk about some serious topics. We get into it a little bit here and there. So I want to have an upbeat segment and I don't want to do a segment myself. Segments by myself would be fun, but I want to interact with somebody, and I couldn't think of a better person to do this with than my friend Jason Tavaldo, who's been on a few podcasts already himself. He's been in a few debates. But what we're going to do is we're going to do a little segment. I'm not going to tell you guys what the segment is just quite yet, but what it's going to be is Jason and I reading each other. I guess we could give a little bit of a hint. It's going to be us reading somewhat kind of stories to one another and getting our opinions on them, but these are going to be wild stories, and we're going to want to hear your opinions on them as well. That's the plan for us to do. I'm excited to do this segment with Jason. I know he's excited to do it. And I'm looking forward to expanding what we do here on the Red Letter Day podcast to have some more laughs here at the end of every episode. Because like I said, we get into it, but I want to start getting into it earlier in the episode, talk about what's going on in my life a little bit, and then ending with these, um, not debate segments, these story segments that we tell each other. And I think it's going to be fun. Having a nice little model for each episode is going to be nice. And being able to expand on that model and change that model is going to be even better. And a better experience for me as a podcast host and for you as a listeners as well. And as I said, for Jason too. His official title, I've come up with it. He's officially the producer of the Red Letter Day podcast because he comes up with some good ideas for me. He helps me out a lot. So producer Jason Tabaldo, the man behind the glass, is going to be coming on for weekly segments, hopefully from now on. And they're going to be fun. They're going to be enjoyable, and I can't wait to share that with you guys next episode. Next week. Not next episode, next week, because we're setting that goal. We have to set goals, and we have to complete those goals, and that's the goal here on the Red Letter Day podcast. So that's all I have for today on episode 13 of the Red Letter Day podcast. Be sure to follow at Red Letter Day podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for updates about the podcast. 
And be sure to subscribe on YouTube to the Red Letter Day podcast as we are now back on YouTube, as I said earlier. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave your review of the podcast. I appreciate it. It gets it out there for more people to see the more interactions that we have. So I'd appreciate any reviews that you guys have for me. So for now, those are my takes. Love them or hate them. I'm going to keep making them. Stay safe and I'll see you on the flip side.